This is definitively uncertain. Oh, hi. <laughs> You're running this one. Oh, jeez. Okay. No, no, let's go. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Definitively Uncertain. It's episode 49. I'm Adele Colbert, and with me as always... John Colbert. Yeah, that was weird. It is weird, but I told you. I, said, I was like, you're going to take the wheel on this episode? And you're like, yes. So I, I was not expecting the intro. <laughs> you got it. All right. You're, you're running the show. I'm Damn. back up. Damn. I'm your laugh man. <laughs> you say something, I'm like, ha, 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 good one, Adele. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we're going to be going over some urban legends and creepypastas. So explain creepypasta. So creepypastas are like urban legends of the digital age. So it's basically a bunch of scary stories that were spread online, and there's a whole fandom on them now. Yeah. So there's... Your classics like Slenderman and Jeff the Killer. And then there's some other ones that I had to do a little bit of digging for. But I didn't want to just bring up the mainstream stuff. I wanted to kind of delve a little deeper and find some some not-so-normal stuff. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do a little disclaimer that mm-hmm. some of these are they're scary stories. Yeah. And we're doing it because, uh, you know, it's October. It's, spooky it's, season. It's spooky season. That's what it says on the light sign in my room. It's spooky season, <laughs> exclamation point. Right on. So yeah. Adele's going to jump into it, and uh, I'm just going to listen, because I haven't heard actually any of these. Mm-hmm. So. so the first story is about a low-budget TV show from the 1970s called Candle Cove. So it featured cre- creepy marionette, marin- marionette, oh my goodness, p- characters, um called per- Pirate Percy the Skin Taker and Horace the Horrible. One man was traumatized by the show and made a chat room about it, so basically asking if anyone else remembered it. And one man from the chat room, who had also recalled the show, um, asked his mother why he was ever allowed to watch it, and his mother was um, surprised and asked how he even remembered the show. And said that as a boy, he would sit in front of a TV, just static TV, for half an hour, saying that he was watching his favorite pirate show every day. Really? Just staring at a static TV. That's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. So, um, was this a real show? No, these are all fictional stories. Okay. Because I was like, I don't remember hearing anything about that show. Ever, no. So. But I just thought it was weird. Also, why would you let your kid just sit and watch Static for half an hour? Like, maybe you need to go to the doctor because there's nothing on that TV. Yeah. But I guess he was entertained and out of the way, so. So the parents. So the parents didn't care. It's like putting an iPad in front of your kid now. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, eh, they're occupied. So the next one is about SCPs, which are, um... It's basically these monster kind of things that are contained and protected um, for research purposes. And the original is called the sculpture. So the creature that appeared only to be a sculpture, it had, it kind of looks like it's made of paper mache. Okay. And it's like seven feet tall and its face is all broken. So its face is all like red paper and the rest is like white paper. And it has short limbs, and according to lore on the creature, it must be constantly observed, otherwise 
it will attack you basically as soon as eye contact's broken. So the people running the SCP Foundation, someone always has to be making eye contact with the thing. Otherwise, if you look away, it'll like, it'll, it'll yeet itself on you <laughs> and attack you. So this creature, along with others, is held by the SCP Secure, Contain, and Protect Foundation. And they have a website and a phone number. And I visited the website, and that's where I found most of the information on it. But they have like thousands of just lore on different things, and you can like upload your own thing on it yeah. it's really cool it's a very interesting website and so, i have a friend who is obsessed with scps so it's a it's so it's like a wikipedia website for monsters basically kind of yeah yeah that's kind of cool so people can create their own and put it on there yeah and, for sure like there's do. there's a whole bunch there's there's one i think he's like a plague doctor like he looks like a plague doctor i don't remember what's odd about him but it's it there's yeah there's like complete stories on every single one and it's very detailed and very they they paid attention to detail and i really enjoy it oh that's pretty cool yeah so scp is i don't know something creepy pasta so the sculpture started out as a creepy pasta no 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 i mean the scp right that's what i'm explaining oh. so the sculpture started out as a creepypasta and the secure contain protect foundation was just part of the story okay and someone made it a website okay yeah i got it yeah so that's kind of that's pretty cool yeah. that'd actually be a really cool movie like, it would be a really cool movie if people like uploaded like their stories and stuff of their monsters contained in different parts of the world and what kind they were and yeah you know if you kind of went even if you um if you made a monster that kind of dictated a bit of the history of like where in location that was from that'd be pretty cool yeah i would enjoy an scp based movie that would be really cool yeah because then you get to like you get to see people's monsters come to life on the screen and it's it's very interesting well there's that there's that movie it's a bunch of short ones i we got it now uh the scary stories to tell in the dark or something like that yeah i think that's gonna be kind of like that yeah i used to read those books yeah actually yeah they were in our library so i i know some of the stories do you yeah well that's cool yeah we actually got that movie Mm -hmm. we're doing a bit of a scary movie marathon at home so not marathon, but just like just, we like we do with the Christmas movies. Yeah, you know, we're just building up to the yeah to the day. So that's kind of fun. So I did include a mainstream one, Slenderman. Yeah, he is the creepypasta. If you say creepypasta, that's probably the first the first thing you're gonna think of. Yeah. So it's a ghoulish creature depicted as a tall, thin figure wearing a black suit and a blank face. He's said to cause insomnia, paranoia, memory loss, and is known to distort photographs and videos. Uh, he is rumored to have been around for centuries and even has mythology dating back to Roman times. Yeah, that one there, um, I think we watched a movie on it, didn't we? I or think a so. documentary? Or a documentary, yeah. Documentary. Yeah, because two teenage girls, for yeah. real, Yeah. like killed somebody yeah. and blamed it on Slender Man or something like mm-hmm. that. Or claim that it was for Slenderman. For Slenderman, that's right. Yeah, that one's uh, that one actually took over. Like that, that took over for some sure people. it did. Yeah, scared the hell out of them. Yep. But it's a 
it's creative. It is very creative. And there's a bunch of Slenderman games, like Slenderman the Eight Pages. Um, I played briefly at a friend's house, and it's a very interesting game because it happens at night, right? So yeah. basically the goal is you have to find the eight pages before he finds you. Okay. And um, basically it's it's all dark around the outside because it's at night and you just have your flashlight and it's a very intense game for being an older game. Yeah. I enjoy it though. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So the next one we have is suicidemouse.avi. So this is a nine minute clip featuring Mickey Mouse walking on a looped city background. Uh, And he looks worried as he walks. After a while, the scene fades to black. After about 30 seconds of uh, just a black screen, the loop returns, but Mickey has a very twisted grin on his face, and as he walks, the grin gets wider, and um, there's, like, crashing and flames in the background and a whole bunch of stuff. It's, it's really weird. And then he falls, and it's just silent for, like, 10 seconds, and then a very... Like, it's a different animated than the animation that it is. Reaper comes out, and there's, like, a scream and a crash, and everything fades to black. It's very strange. And the clip's on YouTube, so if you want to watch it. I do want to watch it, because I never even heard of this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, that sounds Yeah, so bizarre. people rumored that Walt Disney got depressed and started being paranoid that his characters were like coming after him or something so he animated this thing as like vent art kind of and they found it after he died allegedly allegedly okay yeah uh there was rumors of him being depressed and stuff though Mm -hmm. like when he was i didn't know about the the paranoia from his own comic book characters Mm -hmm. but that would be a fucking cool movie too it would be you know there's another story that kind of relates it's treasure island you know what treasure island is right i do know so it's it's an old disney park in las vegas no no i know there's one (laughs) there is one in las vegas (laughs) i didn't know that yeah but it's like on an island i think yeah and um there was a reporter this is another story that we don't know if it's true or not it's probably not but she went out there and she was exploring and she found an old Mickey like mascot costume and it got up and it's like, want to see me take my head off? And then it took its head off and it started oozing yellow glowing stuff and then it chased after her. What? Yeah. That's like a, another creepy. That's another creepypasta. That's funny. I love it so much. It's hilarious. I think there's a game on it now too. I think it's funny that they, they call them creepypastas, but like they're just like a... a they were just scary stories. Mm-hmm. Like when we were growing up, it was like, oh, did you hear about this? You know, yeah. Or something like that. But yeah. Like, so here's a question. Mm-hmm. Um, the video game, the Five Nights at Freddy's, mm-hmm. is, would that basically be a creepypasta? I think so, yeah. Like the whole storyline and everything, right? Yeah. Like they that's, just made it into a game. Yeah, that's its, its, its whole own thing. Like that's its own fandom entirely because there's so many different um theories and there's books now like scott cawthon the the developer of the game um released books um kind of relating to the storyline so that his his following could try to piece together the storyline because it's very strange because um he throws these little easter eggs in 
that don't make sense until you look at the whole thing and you're like, whoa, okay, that makes a little more sense now. Yeah. I do. I do enjoy Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) But it all kind of reminds me of it, though. For sure. Like the stories and like especially the Mickey one, right? Mm -hmm. Like just finding something and then it came to life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a... Wasn't it based off kind of like Chuck E. Cheese or something like that? Yeah, there. I think there was an incident that happened at Chuck E. Cheese that Scott Cawthon kind of drew inspiration from. So in the first game you play, in the first, second, and third game you play as a night guard in these establishments, and basically you have to try and survive the night. Yeah. And while these things are like roaming around, and if they see you, they'll think you're like. Um, like a skeleton without a costume on so they try and like shove you in a suit and then you you die yeah basically but yeah that's crazy Mm-hmm. all right what else you got so the next one is a theory it's not a i don't know if this one's real or not but it's not a creepypasta this one's called nuclear babies so after world war ii when the U.S. had dropped the world's first atomic bomb, scientists wanted to determine the effects of nuclear radiation on human flesh. Obviously, they weren't going to perform such tests on living people, so instead the government took stillborn children from hospitals and had the scientists test on them. What? Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. That sounds creepy. It does sound creepy. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, <laughs> m- Mom just realized that we were doing a podcast and bolted yeah <laughs> or yeeted yeeted is that what, is she that? yeeted the hell out of there um there's a couple scary movies uh you're not really old enough to really watch it mm-hmm. but one's called the hills have eyes okay i've and heard of it yeah it's it's, it's kind Messed of disturbing up. yeah but um it's more about these uh people that live in the hills that mm-hmm. are kind of you know it, living in a nuclear yeah wasteland kind of of thing so they don't all look normal and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's a it's definitely been um a story for a lot of different like movies and stuff like that yeah so it's a yeah that one would be that would be weird stillborn babies and yeah that that would be weird it's a little i feel like there's certain things that don't creep me out Mm -hmm. but like that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, that does. That one would probably bother me. So I'm wondering if you've heard of this one because this this story's been around for a while. So it's called the Black Eyed Children. So these are supposed paranormal creatures that take the form of children ages six to sixteen and have pale, almost white skin and pitch black eyes. There have been many rumored accounts of these children on camera, doorbells, and abandoned parking lots. So there was a story of a woman who like closed up her like she was closing the store and uh she got in her car and the rest of the parking lot was empty and these kids came up to her and knocked on her the window of her car and when she looked at them they had like completely black eyes and she bolted but there's a lot of people that are like yeah i saw them too and i was wondering if you had heard of it no no but that like maybe in passing maybe somebody showed me a video or they're like check this guy out or something right but i don't know there's a um there's a girl i follow on instagram that has contacts that are pure black eyes Mm -hmm. 
you know, and she looks creepy as hell. And people actually think that she's an alien, like, because she's. Uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, I'll show you some of the pictures All right, though, because cool. she's like a she's a, like an anomaly. She's a freak, mm-hmm. basically. Like it, like physical wise, yeah. like her her legs are. I don't know. They look like they should be on a, a monstrous individual, and she's tiny, mm-hmm. right? So people think that she's a freaking alien or yep. something like that. I thought it was kind of funny, but I'll show you. Yeah, for, for sure, because sure, it's funny. So, have you heard of the game "Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board"? Yes, I've heard that um, one movie that your mom wants you to watch mm-hmm. on the the craft. Okay. They do it on there. Okay. And yeah. like every teenage girl wanted to do it after that. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, it's a sleepover game. Uh, it's like Bloody Mary. It's a sleepover game meant to scare you. And participants pick one person to lay on their back on the other person or the other participants put their fingers like under the person and chant light as a feather, stiff as a board until the, the person in the middle levitates. Yeah. And then they're like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Yeah. So next we have Booth World Industries, and there's a number that you can call, and it has a voicemail for Booth World Industries, which makes this strange. So when you call the number, a monotone woman's voice plays on a voicemail. She says that she's a representative of the industry, and she will be contact and she will contact you shortly for a remodeling appointment. That's what she says. It said that if you leave a message with someone's name, they'll go missing within 24 hours, and then you'll get a call back from Booth World Industries saying thank you for booking with them, and that the remodeling had been completed. Shut up. Yeah. Do they have the number? I, I have the number. Okay, hold on. Let's do this. I have my cell phone. We're going to do it. All right. What's the number? 630. Yeah. 296. 296. 7536. Now, is this real? Yeah. I called it. You did not. I did. <laughs> when I was at a okay. sleepover. Okay. While your call is completed, long distance charges may apply. Your number has been logged and traced. A service representative will be with you shortly for remodeling. We at Booth Love Industries say thanks. You have a marvelous day. I don't want to add anything. <laughs> That's fucking creepy. Yeah, right? All right. Yeah, there was also a ring number when the ring came out. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't trust that one. You don't trust I'm that not, one? I'm not doing that. Yeah? I watched the ring. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, so that's uh, that's Booth World Industries. <laughs> so what happens if you don't give them a name? Are they just going to come after me because my phone's been traced? No, nothing happens. Are you sure? Yeah. Why you I mean, I'm still here, so. You didn't give a name? I didn't give a name. No? No, I was at a sleepover with uh, one of my friends from Jiu-Jitsu. Oh. And she's like, we should call this. And I was like, you can call this. And then she did. And we were like, oh, my God. I thought you said you called it. We called it. So she phone. called it. And she's fine. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. How do you know? Because I have her number and I text her. Yeah, Have you texted her recently? Not recently. Yeah, see? I saw a picture of her. She got her Shit. green belt, I'm pretty sure. Adele. Yeah. You're going to get me killed. It's fine. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I'm not good. You're, You're going to kill me. You're going to be good. So, um, 
Polybius? Polybius? It's a video game that was released in 1981 and distributed to arcades by the government as a psychological experiment. It functioned like a drug and gave players terrible nightmares and seizures. Polybius wasn't actually real. However, it was loosely based on the game The Tempest, which did cause epileptic reaction and motion sickness. That's crazy. Yeah. There's been a few um, stories about the government putting out video games to to test mm-hmm. like people's reactions and skill time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of, I don't see, I kind of believe a little bit of that. Yeah. Like if it's online and, you know, the, the best of the best are mm-hmm. doing stuff or, you know, stuff like that. I kind of believe that maybe that data is being collected. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're not getting kids to, you know, fly drones and kill people, but they're figuring out the best way to show how to do controls. Mm -hmm. Like, so if this game, you know, more people are able to succeed more in this game when the controls are like this, Mm -hmm. maybe they adapt that into drones or something like that. Mm -hmm. I have some weird conspiracy theories that I think are kind of accurate. Yeah. Like I do. I really do. But it's not it's not one of those things where it's like, you know, oh, my God, you know, like it's a for sure thing. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, sometimes my mind wanders and I, I think weird shit. Yep, that's <laughs> so. fair. <laughs> so I've got a story um, that's called uh, Humans Can Lick Too. And it's... It, can lick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds weird, but it'll make sense. So I read this story and then was terrified to have the dog in my room for a while. Okay. So this accounts the story of a teenage girl who is home with only her dog while her parents are out of town. Her parents told her to keep the doors and windows locked after 8 p.m. So 8 p.m. comes around and the girl closes and locks all of the doors and windows except one. One of the windows in the basement is broken, so she closes it the best she can, and just in case, locks the door to the basement. At around midnight, she feels tired and goes to bed. Before she falls asleep, she puts her hand over the edge of the bed, and her dog licks it, letting her know that he's there. After being asleep for around an hour, she wakes up to the sound of dripping. Uh, Gets up to investigate the kitchen, there's nothing, so she disregards it, goes back to bed, and her dog licks her hand, and then she falls asleep. It happens twice more, each of the times there's nothing. Finally, the girl wakes up at 4 a.m. to the dripping sound again. This time, she decides to investigate the shower. To her immediate horror, she sees her dog strung up in the shower and a bloody message on the wall that says humans can lick too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. It's a little terrifying. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, Hardy does that. Does he? When he was sleeping on the bed with me, he would, like, lick my face or lick my arm. <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. It's a, right. it's a little creepy. All right. All right, I've got one more, and it's called Lavender Town. Lavender Town? That sounds nice. It's not. What? <laughs> so Lavender Town is a location in Pokemon Red and Green. When the game came out, there was a dramatic increase in um, mental illness issues among youth age 7 to 12. When they reached Lavender Town, this is because a high frequency in the theme for the town was driving kids insane. Really? 
And right now in Pokemon Go, the theme is Lavender Town. Is it? Yeah. Oh. So the original's on YouTube, but after, allegedly, after all of this happened, um, they re-released the game and removed the lower, or the higher frequencies so yeah. that, you know, kids weren't going crazy. But yeah. That's cool. Not really. Not really. No. No. I didn't even know about these. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's kind of weird, the stuff that you learn, right? Mm-hmm. And now that, it, now that it's the internet, mm-hmm. it's not just stories that you hear from a town. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, back in Ontario, mm-hmm. there was the uh, the monkey dog. The monkey dog? Did you not know about the monkey dog? I did not know about the monkey dog. Okay, so apparently, uh, on the Six Nations Reserve, mm-hmm. there was a sweat that happened mm-hmm. that went wrong. Okay. And a spirit came out, and um, when it when it came out, it became mm-hmm. the form of a monkey dog. <laughs> Okay. So, um, it was told that, you know, if you saw the monkey dog, I think it was bad things happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a whole newspaper article about it. There was stuff yeah. about people actually saying that they saw the monkey dog and yeah, there wow. was a monkey dog. So that was a weird one. All right. Yeah. But we made a lot of jokes about it and mm-hmm. Yeah, monkey dog. I know at my elementary school, people used to think the the shed that had all the gym equipment in it, it was outside. There was a little hole, and people used to say if you looked in it, you'd see a red eye looking back at you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So we all thought it was haunted. (laughs) So uh, our house Mm -hmm. in Ontario, uh, it used to be an old army base, Mm -hmm. and it was for uh, pilots and stuff like that and their families to live there. Okay, well... This story uh, was about when I was a teenager living there with my parents. Mm -hmm. And there was this kid that used to live there, and his name was Bradley. And Bradley was a little shithead. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, he would go into people's houses even if they weren't there. Like, he would go in and, like, you know, mess up people's houses and stuff like that. And um, there was one time uh, the parents, I knew the parents, and they asked me if I could actually watch them because I didn't have anybody. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, whatever. You know, so I was downstairs. I was watching TV, and I kept hearing him talking and stuff. And so I went upstairs, and I was like, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, I can't remember the name. Yeah, that part kind of... Escapes uh, you. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm talking to so-and-so. And he's like, he used to live here, too. He used to swim in the pools. He's like, and then one time he swam in the pool and uh, nobody could help him out. And I was like, what the fuck? Right? Because I didn't even, I never even heard of pools in this area or anything. So I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Then I told my mom and dad about it. And there was someone that was actually knew more about the place than what we did. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, there used to be, there's tennis courts over here. He's like, that's what that piece of asphalt is. Mm -hmm. There used to be a pool over here and a kid drowned in it and then they filled it in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if this Bradley kid or his parents knew the story, but either way, after I saw that, I didn't even look at that kid anymore. I was like, no, no, you're dead to me. Stay away from me, you haunted fuck. (laughs) Stay away from me. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I'm done. But that was uh that was definitely a scary thing. But that's creepy. It as was hell. creepy. 
I never really had like a lot of creepy stuff happen to me, mm-hmm. but that one was very memorable to me. I was like, nope, never again. I don't know whatever happened to that kid. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm talking with so and so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of a creepy story. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think we're done, right? I think so. I don't know. Tell us. You're running the so. show. I think we're done. We're done? Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Bye. What's up, guys? Hope you're having an awesome day. Just wanted to let you know that you can help support us the podcast via check out our Patreon. And uh, if there's something you want us to talk about, you can give us a shout. You can email us at definitivelyuncertain at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and just shoot us a message. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome day. We'll talk to you next time.